hey, I noticed that you are an online fitness coach. I also have a passion in fitness and training. I am expert copywriter and ghostwriter, and I offer to make you free gift five pieces of gift <laughs> that I have written. Would you like me to send them over free of charge? Sometimes it's, I've taken a look at propinfitness.com and love the articles on change the font, change the font size, <laughs> font style, alignment in the post, generic name of article that we wrote 10 years ago. Would you like me to send you a free way to boost your sales for the, like, leave us alone, please? How many would you say we get every day? Between three and ten. Yeah. That's oh. Twitter. So if, if you've managed to somehow avoid receiving these and you're, you're listening, thinking, what are these guys talking about? Basically, and we'll, we'll explain how this has come about, but a lot of us are receiving a barrage of emails saying, Hey, I've written a promotional sequence of emails for you. Would you like me to send it across? Or I've written some tweets that will boost your engagement or whatever. And what it's all come from is a guy called Andrew Tate, who is a kickboxer kind of influencer guy, basically did kickboxing, set up a harem of cam girls and some kind of cam girl platform and has just become very wealthy off the back of it. And he's now running something called Hustlers University, which is a $50 a month program that tells people to cold message anyone who's like, obviously there's like some kind of data scraping thing mm. from websites to just email people and say that you're a master copywriter and to, to do this kind of sales approach. We've occasionally said yes, just out of mm. curiosity. And I, I have one here. I'm not going to show the, uh, the names because I feel like bless him. He's just a victim of the, of the system. Well, but I don't know about that. It's just the hubris. So here's one of the, the messages that we got. Hey, I really enjoy your content. I run a service where I run tweets for people. Uh, I promise you this will engage new customers. Now, just have a look through these. If you're listening, we can read out a few. Only real ones are working out seven days a week. Wow, I really disliked that workout, said no one ever. <laughs> Nothing is impossible. You will forever chase a pump to look as big as you did with a pump. They tell you the sky's the limit, yet man's footprint is on the moon. Keep yourself busy. Champions Keep yourself busy. Time doesn't stop for anyone. I don't even know what that's advice. Like, like, don't rest because time's running out, so be busy. Get some rest this weekend because this week is going to be a grueling fight. Healthy mind, healthy body. It's got that one the wrong way around. So, <laughs> well, they, they're this, guaranteed. Like, they're guaranteed to engage. Tweeting. Have we ever tweeted one? Maybe we should. No. So yeah, we're we're missing out on the guarantee. I think if we tweeted one, people would be like, "Yusuf, have you had a brain injury?" So I think like, it would do okay? well because people assume it would be irony. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> so it would do well for the wrong reasons. But but unless like the per the person who's outreached it has really picked up the nuance of your content on Twitter and thought like this guy's a bit bit dry British humor, you know. Actually, if no one will think he ever means any of this seriously, let's do that. Mm, I see. So what I think actually someone astutely pointed out that what those tweets probably are is using a tool like Tweet Hunter which generates AI-based yeah. tweets. Um, it's not a tool that we recommend because I just think like people are following you to listen to what you say, not what AI says. And it comes out with some really wacky stuff. So somebody who um, is on the propane business program actually 
tested out Tweet Hunter, not not due to our advice, but uh, <laughs> he's he sent me a few screenshots of some of the stuff that it generates. So <laughs> to lose body fat, you must A, eat anything, B, have any amount. You can see where it's kind of tried to farm the data from and just produce nonsensical stuff. In some ways. Like there's bits of it, like there's ways you can interpret the advice to say, well, yeah, like it's better than what Dave Asprey is saying, at least. <laughs> there was some really, oh, here we go. Here's the gold mine. <laughs> Strong life, long masculinities are built inside gyms. Your lifting weights and eating protein are good for you. Great masculine relationships start from the gym. You don't have anything to hide there. Like it's, it's all the buzzwords of Twitter gurus just placed in like a framework, them. like a re repeatable framework. Like a, we use one of those, um, what's mm -hmm. it called? Jarvis. It's like a AI copywriting tool that you put in some information about your business and it'll spit out a few, like using a few like famous copywriting frameworks, some headlines and some ads. And it like, it, get, it does a pretty good job, but it still doesn't read like a human's written it. And it's got a similar flavor to all of those tweets. Someone who either like their first language yeah, isn't, very isn't English and they've learned English and they're pretty good at it, but they're missing some of the, like the nuance of the slang or the way things are phrased. Or it's just AI. And it's kind of made up for it stylistically by trying to compensate with mm -hmm. this staccato profundity. I think the, the problem with all of this is that like, and we, we, we've seen like variations of this for a while. There's obviously the big uptick recently with Andrew Tate's advice is that digital mark services and copywriting of all the things, if someone's like, I want to start a business on the internet, what do I do? Both of those things you can kind of learn like relatively quickly. And so if you've got no skills at all, let's say you work in a, a nine to five job and you, you don't have any business ideas at the moment. And someone says, well, you can just make money on the internet. The, th the two quickest things to gain like some semblance of skill in are copywriting and digital marketing. And so we see these sort of cold outreach messages tend to be offering some kind of like, I've written five ad bits of our copy for you. I've written an email sequence for you. And the response I always want to give is like, if, if this was converting as well as you say, why are you sending me a cold email? Like where, where's the disconnect there? Like how, how, why is that the way that you're, you're growing your business? If your email sequence or your ads convert so profitably. It's a very low barrier to entry and so anyone can call themselves that. And it's, I, I think what this guy's teaching is just hubris because we've, I, I think I had someone outreach me and his actual outreach message was like moderate. It wasn't, wasn't great. But then, um, he was like, oh, are you free for a quick zoom chat? I'll just, I'll, I'm on now. And I was like, okay, fine. Spoke to him and, uh, he was like, I was like, okay, so. Have you got any examples of work you've done before or anything? And he was like, well, actually no, because you'd be my first customer. I'm like, right. Okay. What's your rate? And he's like, oh, it's 5,000 pounds a month. Wow. Like that, that's not how you start as a, as a copywriter. You don't just throw out a number with zero proof of concept. And like, so you're, you're saying you'd be able to generate an ROI of 5,000 a month. That's also got to be up there with like the best agencies in the world as a monthly retainer. And it's some guy with four followers who's put ghostwriter, expert copywriter in his bio. Um, it's just like a, but, a, you know, he's got someone to the point of maybe buying if he lands it like, wow. You know, like if he converts one, then he's made five grand, probably get a refund request in 48 hours, but he he still made temporarily for a period of time. He's made five grand. His bank balance has gone mm -hmm. up a bit in that time. So the reason we're getting so many of these is because of Tate's viral, uh, strategy It's very clever. So $50 a month. And then within the program, 
he gets people to promote Hustlers University for a 50% commission. So anyone who members refer get a 50% commission in, in recurring, uh, in perpetuity. And the method he recommends is to set up lots of TikTok profiles and Instagram profiles and everything called Tate Says or Tate Speech or whatever. And to take clips of his podcasts where he just says as controversial things as he can muster into 30-second clips, subtitle them, put a link to Hustlers University. And so that's how, like, he's made himself uncancelable because he's like one of those, he's like whack-a-mole that every time he gets banned off something, loads of other ones pop up. So the stuff that the content that people are sharing and chopping up, like, aren't, it's not business content because I've not seen any, I just see the sort of the consequences. I haven't seen his actual promotions. So it's not like generic make money online type content that then links to sign up for my house at Hustlers University. Is it just like, how do I grab attention by saying anything I possibly can, by the way? Yeah, it's, it's usually just like sort of entry-level misogyny right. um, that he says. So I'll, I've got a couple of, I mean, I haven't seen these videos, so I don't know what's going to come up. Could but be anything, couldn't it? Here's a, a random sample. A body count is probably the number one most easiest way to judge the value of a female. I actually think okay. that 90... No, 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 no. I'm going to say this. I think 99% of the world's problems, and no one's going to understand this, but if you can extrapolate, if you can listen to this statement and extrapolate it out towards society at large, I think 99% of the world's problems would be solved if females walked through life with their body count on their forehead. To summarize, he's like a... He's a guy who made his money doing things that are they illegal? Maybe, probably somewhere they're illegal. They're certainly very immoral. I'm not sure because like running a cam girl agency, it's kind of it's online pimping, isn't it? But cam girling, as far as I know, is is it okay. Probably except in like Arab countries. I see your point. It just Although incidentally, kind of feels wrong that, that that it's okay. Like I suppose, yeah. Go on. In incidentally, <laughs> incidentally, he's very pro-Islam um, because of the fact that you can have four wives and that women are kept in the in the kitchen and wearing a thing and all. I mean, th to be honest, they're they're not really in Islam. Like mo modern Islam isn't, but um, there's always this kind of idealized thing that if you can say something controversial, like, oh, I'm pro-Islam, oh, but it's because, boom, 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 then yeah. you get the viral growth. So he's made, I suppose, I mean, it makes sense for him to be like anti-monogamy when he's made his money, like in the porn industry, I assume. It's like, they don't, those two, those two don't really like complement each other that well. Um, but the, he's made his money doing something that is now completely separate to what he's ended up teaching, which is like promote my own stuff, either almost like a pyramid scheme. So sign up to my thing to make money selling my thing. And the whole thing is just selling, learning to sell the thing that you bought over and over again, which is that a pyramid scheme? So I think it would be a pyramid scheme if that was the only. Ah, but there's other things he teaches because in there. He's, Yeah. Freelancing, copywriting, <clears throat> etc. None of which he's ever done himself. Well, Oh yeah, good point. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, he has, but it doesn't. From your like curtailed bio, it doesn't sound like he does. Have any? Well, the, the the tweet thing is kind of arbitrage, isn't it? Because you're you're taking AI generated stuff, so you're not even writing the tweets yourself, and you're selling them on to a, a larger account. Mm. To, I think I saw your tweet saying like, unless you've been doing this for ten years, you're not going to boost our open rates or something. Which, it, it, I think it's more just like the, it's again, it's, it's that thing, isn't it? Of like, if the person is so skilled at what they claim to be skilled at, then why are they hounding me over email to send me something for free? Like, put your money where your mouth I should is. clarify as well. There's nothing wrong with copywriters as a, as a skill. It's a very valuable skill and the, the reason that good copywriters can charge 10, 15 K for a landing page is because they can, they can generate that, mm. um, off the, the power of the landing page. 
the problem that we have specifically is people just getting too big for their boots. Yeah. So well, and like assume I think there's this assumption that like oh I you know I've got no real experience but I can charge all this money or I can sort of provide this skill and charge for it and the way to do that is to relentlessly email somebody until they reply. It's annoying. I feel it, I it feel is. annoyed about it. <laughs> it makes me feel upset and annoyed. It's the, the fitness industry isn't free of this stuff as well. You know, the, a lot of the high ticket stuff is, is getting someone who's fresh out of PT qualification to try and charge a obscene amount for fat loss coaching. Mm. It just, it sets up the wrong expectations. It's, it's not, you know, we've talked about the, the fact that it doesn't generate sustainable business model it generates a lot of regret purchases refund requests low lifetime value all this kind of stuff um and no one wants to do the boring hard thing of just building up a critical mass of mid and lower ticket clients where you can then rely on your income in a year's time in two years time three years time mm and quit your job without worrying about boom and bust. Or if you, if it was like mandatory to measure businesses based on their 10-year income. It's like their 10-year profit figure rather than their like monthly top-line revenue figure. I think you'd see very few high-ticket personal training businesses in the lead on the leaderboard for the 10-year. Like you would see Kino Body, you would see Vshred you would see athlete X, but for like, funnily enough, I don't know whether anyone's noticed, like those guys aren't doing high ticket and yet they are like multi, multi, multi-million dollar turnover, million dollar profit businesses because they've just figured out that like people don't want to get on the phone to buy personal training or buy a fitness program and they're making it work quite some scale, especially V-Shred. There's a man at the door. All of DPD, all of DHL, every man who owns an angle grinder knows the propane recording schedule for the podcasts. I think it's, it's less. I think it's um, there's more pattern to it than we really consider because we we always record like early ish afternoon, and I bet you that's just where we both sit on like delivery. If we were to map out sort of where we live versus the DPD depot, I bet on average they land at our houses at about 2 to 4 p.m. on a weekday. Yes. Yeah. He's just being malicious. It's part of his rhythm, isn't it? <laughs> but he, that can't be an error. Well, the listeners will never know because we very artfully edited out. <laughs> Whereas I can just hear it all the time and I just have to tolerate it. Yeah, so, it is awful. So I have this to show you. God, this could be anything. Interesting. Is the question, how has he produced this? Yeah. Can you play it again? Is it, is it in reverse? It can't be. Hmm. So he's in shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, and the bottle lift. So it's not as it. I missed the bottle. Hmm. Mustache man is bewildered. So. Because normally mimes have, you know, a, a big, a big loose suit on so they can fit kind of metal frames and things into their, into their suit. So it could just be a cable or a bit of string, which could not be a bit of string, like a wire attached to the pull-up bar behind him, going through the back uh, of his t-shirt. Yeah, okay. I think there's too much, there's like too much detail in the movement for it to be a reverse, a fall that's been reversed in footage. 
Because you can see his like facial expression change as he's like applying effort. Uh, okay, so someone has said maybe there's a green resistance band that's pulling him and they've CGI'd it out. Or they've, they've green screened no, it out. No, green wouldn't be strong enough. Uh, assuming that all resistance bands follow the same like strength and colour. But that would need to be a hell of a strong resistance band. And also it wouldn't like ratchet him up like that. Yeah, it would be really like... It would look, wobbly, it would look out it? of control. Has anyone, there's always some hero in the comments who just, just explains it and it's obvious to them. <laughs> I suspect there's a person in a green suit laid underneath him, pushing him up probably with their legs. Uh, okay. If you watch the blue mats carefully, you can see one move as the shorts guy walks off. That, that would explain the bottle uh, as well. Okay. Right. So it's a guy in a green suit. Right. Let's keep our eye on the mats. Oh, it does a mm, well, no, because he doesn't start from lying flat on the ground, does he? Uh, okay, yeah, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? But then the camera is no, the shadow. You can see his shadow the whole time. Mm. From the movement, it looks like it must be a, a person. Like, that's the only way you could achieve that level of, like... Why not a cable behind him? Yeah, maybe. Like, harness over under his T-shirt, attached to his back, over a pulley, and someone goes, pull, pull. It doesn't explain the bottle. I find that, I find that more, <laughs> like, unless that's a separate thing and the bottle is something he just drops and they've tagged that footage onto the end. Maybe. There is an Instagram account that um, is a woman doing like dan like impossible dances and, you know, flips over walls and stuff, but in a very kind of strange movement. And then sometimes she posts showing the behind the scenes and it's her husband in a, a green morph suit, like ah. lifting her up and flipping her over and stuff. So... So that it could just be as simple as that then? Could be, but then that's a fixed camera. And in this video, there's a moving... Nothing's real on the internet anymore, is it? We aren't real. We're just AI talking to itself. Yeah. Simulating what it would be like if Johnny and Yusuf existed and made a podcast. God. So... Puzzling. We did have another... I mean, we, we didn't get to the bottom of that mystery. Very unsatisfying. Yeah. My money is, I, I, I like the green suit thing. My, the reason I'm not fully on board with it is it looks, I think there'd be more distortion in the space where the green man was. But I, I don't know enough mm. about like how green screens work or like how that, how effective it would be at like, because surely it doesn't, it doesn't become transparent. You'd have to have two shots. So one of them is the the background without the guy, and then one is with. But then you but need then, the people in the background to do this, move in the same way. and Ah, uh, yeah, true. Although, uh, yeah, I don't know. Please help, because we are mystified. <laughs> so if you are, if you're a videographer or if you're, you're good at this stuff, and it's in your pocket, it's in your pocket, then just help just us. message us. Help us, please. However, in return, I'll tell you what we can help you with is some advice, <laughs> some, some battle tested wisdom of what we would do if we were starting propane fitness again from today. We made, as you probably have seen from our YouTube series on this, we've made pretty much every mistake that you could have made in running an online fitness business. And we've been through some of those, um, but I think there's three kind of pillars to setting something up like this or even outside of the industry that you really have to have clear before starting and it'll pretty much guarantee your success. Unfortunately, they're simple, but they're not easy. 
<laughs> so number one is decide what it is that you want out of your life. How much do you want to make? How much do you want to work? What do you want your week to look like? Because as soon as you start building, you're building towards something. And it's very easy for people to just get their head down on the grindstone, work towards something. Two years later, they realize they've set up a, a life that actually isn't very enjoyable for them. Or they've put the Facebook pixel in the wrong place, as Johnny says, and they've optimized for money. And actually all they wanted in life was to spend more time with their family or, or vice versa. And even beyond that, <clears throat> people who we we speak to a lot of people in this position where they'll optimize for revenue. We were speaking about this yesterday. Like you optimize for revenue instead of optimizing for, for profit or like what that week to week looks like. So one of the reasons we're against the high ticket model is unless you're unless you're successful in charging like really three grand or more for your fitness package at scale on a repeated basis, you're going to have a very small profit and you end up charging, you know, like 1200 or 1300 or something, which is technically not high ticket, but you still have to sell it over a call. You've got very small margins, lots of effort, lots of time on the phone. Yeah. You might have big revenues, but you have very small profits. So you can optimize for, I want to build a big online fitness business, but actually you have very few hours left in the day because everything's manual and you have very little cash left over at the end because so much of it goes out the door. And if you throw yourself into building that, you probably won't really realize how bad that is for years down the line. So really sitting and thinking about, as Yusuf says, like, I'm going to point all my attention towards this thing and do it for two years. What does the end product actually look like? Like, what does my week look like once I've built it? 100%. So don't get drawn in for claims about six-figure fitness business because you could do that relatively easily you could make six figures of revenue and be severely unprofitable but yeah, we'd be loss making yeah so what, what you really want is take home profit and for that you can always run a much leaner operation and have lower stress in the meantime as well we've spoken to people that run large-scale operations and their margins are so thin and so so vulnerable to market shocks that what they're doing is like really running faster and faster on the hamster wheel without much juice at the end of it. So what would we, what would we set our target as if we're starting again? It's a hard question, I guess, isn't it? Or maybe a little bit biased. So having time freedom is, is massive. And mm -hmm. when, when you do that, then you, you, you have thinking space, you've got bandwidth. And a lot of CEOs, as they, as they kind of, as the company grows, they, they need to carve out more and more time for just sitting and thinking. And that's really one of the luxuries that only the, the very rich of this world have is to have time to sit and think. So if you can short circuit that whole thing and build a, a week that you have time to sit and think, then you've won. <laughs> that's the, and, and that time is always going to be the highest return. Yes, you're not physically outputting in that time, but you're able to really look at the map from helicopter view and say, okay, here's a couple of switches that need to be made and they will carry much higher return than just if you were to fill up every hour of the day, just grinding away. So we would want, we would want to set something up such that we, the business performance wasn't linked to our hours, basically. I think we're both in the same boat on this where I find it more rewarding doing something, making something or teaching or coaching in a way that is helping like 50 people at once than just having a one-to-one -one conversation with someone. I think I've always found that more exciting. I don't really know why. Not because there's like more revenue involved or anything like that, but I think if I could spend like an afternoon and I'm either doing like one-to-one -one check-ins in that afternoon or... I'm making a set of modules for everybody in the program. I find making the modules like I could, I could, this could show, this could be shown to like hundreds of thousands of people. I find that way more like engaging and way more rewarding, I think, than feeling like I have to be like on it the whole time to deliver like good check ins and that the client's just getting whatever version of me exists at that point in time. Like if I'm tired, they get a shit service. Versus like, if I nail these modules, they're there forever now. 
I, f- mm. I think we both we both sit on that side of the fence, don't we? With like... um, yeah, massively. The, yeah. That's me just elbowing the table there. So the 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 reward loop is is different. So it feels more immediately rewarding to work with someone one on one, but there's absolutely no longevity or leverage in that. And so once you get a taste of the leverage and you realize that something you recorded three years ago is still paying off, mm. then you start to go, oh, hang on. Like one hour of work could really be multiplied multiple times. And, and it's this idea that, you know, gets me very excited of like being able to copy and paste yourself, like the best version of yourself and propagate that everywhere. And then you've got an army of versions of you <laughs> doing doing the work and delivering the best version of a service or a a bit of content or whatever it is all over the internet serving the people who are searching for that specific problem like how cool is that so because we you and i both like we both used to have this like you'd have a call with a client or you'd reply to an email or whatever and you were like you just had your morning coffee you were you had a great night's sleep and you're like on it and you're like i smashed that like they asked me those questions and i smashed that explanation but because it was in a one-to-one context it just disappears and you're just like, oh, well, like tomorrow when client number 10 asks me that question, I'm going to have to answer it again. And like, you might feel overall like you're giving a good service, but individually these people, like clients have like different experiences of like what he took, like four days to reply to that email because you were on holiday or you were just really tired when you responded. And so they get a really short response. So yeah, I think building, taking everything out of us knowledge wise and putting it into material resources, systems would allow, I think, probably us to run propane in the way that we want to and give us the time freedom we want and the week that we want and build a business in the, in the way that we want to build it. Yeah, so we've got the absolutely. end point. We've got like the target the, we're shooting at, you're shooting for. The pressure is higher as well. If you're, if you're working one-to-one with someone, you could be operating at 50% capacity and you might still get a happy customer. Mm. Or you could be operating at 100%. You still get a slightly happier customer, but as you say, there's, there's no residual value in that. Whereas if you nail it on a video or on a podcast or a piece of content, and that's you operating at a hundred percent, you manage to catch yourself on a really good day. That has the chance of really outperforming other bits of content of its type yeah. online. And the algorithms are set up such that content like that will do really well. <laughs> and so it's like, there is more pressure on you. But if you nail it, the rewards are delimited. There's also like with a, from a coaching perspective, there's only so many units of time in a week. So if you have 20 clients and you sign up five more, there's not really any way in which the existing 20 don't experience a slightly worse service service from you. Um, or, you know, the 26th client, the 27th client, they're not getting anywhere near the same experience that clients one and two got. And that's always going to be the problem with, with that kind of service and coaching. Whereas if you make a series of videos and products and downloads, they're always the same. Like you can have 10,000 people consuming those and they all have the same experience of that. And like, they'll all have questions, which is a separate operational problem, but there's as good as you can make that, like suddenly you can help way more people. So instead of going from like, I run a business in a gym and I can only work with 30 people in the gym. So I know I'll set up something online where I can only work with 30 people online and have the same frustrations and the same problems, like use technology to your advantage and you just take things out of your head and put them in the material. So, yeah, yeah. there is a kind of, there's a double edged sword of this as well, <laughs> which is that because of that, that leverage that fact, the fact you're just copying and pasting yourself, you're spamming that copy paste control V everywhere. The, the feedback loop is really accelerated. So any errors that you make, any deficiencies in your explanation will also multiply. So it forces you to really hone it and make sure it's better and better because tiny mistakes can lead people. You know, if you, if you explain something poorly in a module and then you send 300 clients through that, probably going to get a lot of questions or a lot of people doing the wrong thing because you phrased it poorly or whatever. I posted a video uh, on TikTok about fat loss and at like one minute 30, 
I say the word kilogram weirdly, just by accident. I say kilogram and <laughs> three, 400,000 people have seen that video and the comments are just spamming with oh, like, no. kilogram, kilograms. I'm like, what? I don't say that. And then I played it back and you're like, oh yeah, in that, that one time <laughs> I did say it weird and that's it immortalized on the internet. So let's, let's use that as a, as a segue to talk about how we would promote things, because I think people see what we do and see what we say and think like, that seems a little contradictory. These guys are posting on TikTok, they post on YouTube, they post on Instagram, they've got a podcast. How does that like marry with what you teach in your program, what you teach in your webinars and all these sorts of things of like how you start? The reason we do all that stuff now, I wrote an email about this the other day, like the main reason we do that is, is retargeting. So there is the side benefit of like, if you do well in any of those platforms and they grow on their own, fantastic. But principally, if you have a single point of entry for every new person in your business, uh, after they enter your business digitally, so they come through the digital doors and during that first period of time, you, you roll out your very best experience, like the best thing you can possibly do. A small number of those people are going to go, that was the best digital experience I've ever had. How do I buy something from you? Right? great. Everyone's happy. But most of those people, 95% plus are not going to buy then. So what, what do we do with those people? The great thing about TikTok, Instagram, podcasts, YouTube is the problem on the internet is trust or lack of trust, especially compared to working in a gym, right? Because as you so pointed out, we might be AI. You've got no idea, right? So how do we show you we're not AI? Like an AI can write an email an AI can like do a funnel once, but if we have videos about us or we have podcasts where you can listen to us talking or you can follow us for a long period of time in various places, it creates this, this illusion of omnipresence, right? You go on TikTok, there's Johnny and Yusuf. You go on Instagram, oh my God, there's Johnny and Yusuf again. And if you've heard about us through an ad that you saw six months ago, you join our email list and then those emails encourage you to just like, hey, check us out on all these other things, you're more likely to sign up with us. But none of those things are by themselves trying to become the principal source of sales and revenue and, and growth in the business. And so that's why it seems a little bit contradictory for us to say, don't bother with any of that, just launch your 14 day challenge. But we are doing those things ourselves because we're at a different stage in the business and we've got the team size to be able to devote time to that. But we certainly wouldn't, if we were starting on day one, it wouldn't be like, let's try and crack YouTube and hope that that's going to be the thing that um, gets us from zero to 30 clients in, a period of time yeah the organic stuff is unreliable so it's not something that you can you can just start doing and expect that to bring in clients on day one it's a slow burn and it's really more of an amplifier to your existing engine so mm. step one is always going to be get an offer that converts because you have to walk before you can run once you've got that working then you create this this web of uh, the the idea of the law of loose ties. That content is really what Dave David Perel calls a serendipity vehicle. That the more threads and pieces you have weaving into the same rope, the stronger the rope becomes, and that amplifies your message. And it also allows you to gradually increase your margins, because if your organic stuff is growing more and more over time, you're then able to slowly reduce the ad spend on that offer that's converting well and keep more of the, the profits that you, that you make. So that's kind of how it works. And also obviously in the program, we do teach uh, the kind of most efficient way to generate content and be prolific across multiple platforms without having to like spend hours and hours doing it. And the, the, in short, it's the idea of having pillar content. So you have your central theme of the week that you then split it or you record as a, a long form thing. You then chop out the bits that are highlights from there and spread it across the different platforms suited for the length or the format of that platform. We also don't recommend trying to do everything at once. That was a big mistake that, that we made. And I think we talked about this on one of the, the mistakes episodes of trying to just keep up with all the exciting, shiny stuff of Snapchat and email and Facebook and Twitter and everything that you're much better off picking one platform and dominating it, particularly nowadays where the standard is very high. So pick something that you find frictionless to create. So maybe that's writing, in which case do Twitter and blogging or 
maybe it's speaking to do podcasts and maybe video and lean into that and just go with what is generating you the most leads. The other sort of, and this might, this is hard to explain with without like visual prompts, but if you think of it this way, that like, let's say your goal is 30 clients or like our goal, cause we're starting again. So our goal is 30 clients. Or let's say it's 60, 60, 30 clients per person in the business. So if we create, obviously we teach a 14 day challenge or 14 day sales sequence. So we're going to build that around our niche, which is busy finance professionals, right? So without just to use the, the generic, like busy professionals, cause that's what everyone does, right? So people who work in office jobs, who are kind of where we used to be, we have an offer for them that we think's helped, that we think fixes their problem. And we have a way of selling that over a 14 day period. We're going to start by slowly and incrementally spending money on advertising. This is like the simplest, most lightweight version to get people who fit that demographic and fit that psychographic to go through this thing and we'll get a percentage of them by. And all we want to really maintain is like, at least if you spend a hundred pounds, you want to be making 120 back, for example, right? A, a minimum, because that's going to cover your costs with a bit of buffer. They're buying something that's recurring though. So they might spend a hundred pounds for sake of example on day one, but if they keep getting rebuild and the program's good and we're good at coaching them and we can get them results and they stay for a year, suddenly that's over a thousand pounds across a year. And that, that snowballs and builds, right? So we keep running ads, we keep doing it until we hit 60 people. Right. And the process of hitting 60 people, a lot of other things will have happened as a side, side effect. So at that point, we're like, right, we've hit 60. That's what we're going to do. We'll turn the ads off. As a result of doing that, we've built a pretty big email list. Probably as a result of build, as, as a side effect of building the email list, we can now say to that email list, like, Hey, we're going to start on Instagram. We're going to start TikTok. We're going to start a podcast. There'll be a churn though. Right. So the 60 people, they'll, they'll slowly leave over time. And the goal is to use this like body of this audience you built over time to just replace that churn. Right. So month one, one person leaves, you send out an email and say, Hey, another spot's opened up on the program. Who wants it? First come first served. Here's the link. You fill that spot and you just keep doing that. And you remain incredibly profitable for a very long time, building up like stockpiling cash in the business. So that if we say, right, maybe we want to go to 120 clients now, we can turn the ads back on again. We've got the system that we know that works and our email list and our audience and all those things get bigger. We're at the point now where our ads served, I said, mentioned this to you yesterday. I think our ads served 1.5 million impressions in July, right? So we, we showed our business in front of 1.5 million people in a month just to get new people in. Cause we know that if we can get new people in and we can break even on that cost, in a year's time, in two years time, we can just rely on that audience. So that's the model that we're very, we're very behind. And it allows you to do things like start posting on TikTok as like a nice side effect, right? And it helps people buy. It also helps new people find us. So that's the target we've got and the life we're building all this around a lifestyle. And we've got the model that we would follow and how we would do it. Is there anything else we so, would do? So on that note, so, we, so we've, we've defined the lifestyle, we've defined what it is that you want and what you want the time, money balance to look like and the model. You then find a coach who teaches that, who is able to get that result for people. There are many business coaches online, obviously we're the best ones, obviously, but, um, saying. <laughs> but there's, uh, you also want to look at like what, what are their testimonials saying? Like what, what are they, what are these people doing most of the week? And is that how you want your week to look like? So make sure that the result and the method that you're going to follow, and there will be a there will be a method, there'll be a template to, to follow, but make sure it matches your goal. Otherwise you're following someone else's map to take you to someone else's destination. You don't have time to, to figure it out and execute. You've got time for one of those things. And so fortunately in the age of information, there will be someone who's been through any path that you seek out and they'll be able to accelerate that journey for you by exchanging their time and experiments and wasted efforts with your money. But just make sure that it's the right path. That's the path that you want to emulate and the destination that you want to get to. I think there's a few other so testimonials is one, 
there's a few other things to consider. So I, I would always ask, um, like it's building business, a business online, right? So things are going to go wrong at some point or things are not going to work at some point. Cause if it just worked for everybody without ever failing at all, it would be like a money printing system and it would be probably made illegal. So <laughs> there's going to be things that are going to happen that make it difficult, right? It makes sense that it's difficult. The key thing is what the coach is going to do about that when something goes wrong for you, when something doesn't work for you. So is it like you're in the program for nine weeks and you get kicked out and if it hadn't worked in that time, well, that was your fault. You didn't work hard enough. Red flag number one. Red flag number two, oh, well, if it doesn't work, it's always like a mindset issue or it's always going to work if you just post more or work harder or all these sorts of things. In any like big business, they have like workflows and operating procedures for when something isn't working and they should be able to present that to you. So like my the system that I teach operates like this. If this part of it doesn't work, then we have like these five things we would try. This is probably the one I've got the most conviction over. We'll try that one first. It should be like that. And if it's just posting on social media, which is what a lot of people teach, frankly, um, if that doesn't work for you, the answer is actually a Facebook HQ, why it's not working. They don't have the answer and they will never be able to have the answer. So they will default to something like, it's a mindset problem. You aren't trying hard enough. You didn't post enough last week. You need to call out your audience more, all these kind of like bullshit, quick bits of advice that like makes it feel like it's your fault. So I definitely dig into that. Like what is, why, what if it doesn't work, what are you going to do about it? And also I think it should all logically make sense, right? If it's good, it's got to like make mathematical sense what they're explaining. Cause if it doesn't and it all falls to like, well, it's just this one hack that might not make sense to you, but if you, just follow my lead. It will make sense. It should make logic, basic, logical, mathematical sense. What they're mm -hmm. saying, because a lot of the time like, it doesn't. What is the plan when things go wrong? And if there isn't one, are they so confident that it's just you're just going to nail it the first time, and that anyone can can do it? That there doesn't need to be a, a backup plan, and it's just gonna you're going to hit a home run straight out of the park, without them knowing like anything about you or about your business. It'd be like a coach saying, like, I've got a diet plan that works for everybody that always works without ever having need to, without ever needing changing. Um, and someone going, well, do you know I think you'd need to adjust my macros? No, no, no. Never no, adjust no. the macros. You just need it's to just this, this, do the This training program, this nutrition plan, if it doesn't work for you, you just weren't following it. Like, that would sound like bullshit, wouldn't it? That's because it is bullshit. <laughs> so <laughs> so in, in business coaching, there's the same. it's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. But because it's business, it's like, I think it's easier to say something and just hide behind complexity or implied complexity and hope people don't ask you any questions. That's also why we are so transparent with the, the method and the model that we, that we use and that we teach. And Johnny goes through it in full detail. You know, it's not hiding the, the one secret that mm. business gurus don't want you to know. Like it's, it's literally like, here it is, you're welcome to go and follow it yourself. Or if you want help through each stage of the journey, there's no mystery. We're just going to walk you through it and help accelerate the, the learning process through all the kind of wasted ad spend that we've, that we've spent over the years so that you don't have to. Yeah. I think is it Alex Hormozzi says like you pay for the program either way, like you either pay with your time or your money. Like you either pay by trying to figure it out on your own over the next five years, or you just buy the program now and compress that into the next five weeks or whatever example he uses. It's just so, so hard to really, really take that advice on board unless you've tried to do it yourself already, isn't it? That's true. So we've decided on how you want your week to look, find a relevant coach who teaches that and make sure that their advice is robust and make sure you can kind of verify their model. And if something goes wrong, that, that there's a, there's a way to self-correct in the system. And then number three, the thing that we would do if we were starting again, and this is proper granddad advice. Are you ready for the granddad advice? It I'm is ready. get your mind and your life in order, simplify and focus because one of the biggest ways that we see people fail at setting up an online fitness business is just, they might have a good strategy. They might have a good result that they can get for their clients. They might be a great coach, but they're living a chaotic life. They've got loads of stuff in their personal life. That's 
going on at once or they're they're trying to work two jobs and they've got they're going through a divorce and they've got um no no semblance of a task management system and and so you can see that they're just kind of falling through life so it's basic stuff but if that's not in place how can you expect to create something that's orderly and profitable and predictable out of chaos yeah and i think it it always uh i think your business will always bring out the like the deepest insecurities and fears and worries and, and any bias you have like it'll it just gets amplified um especially as the numbers get bigger um well because the numbers as the numbers get bigger the problems just change in flavor um and severity and size and so like it just you just have to keep if, if you are sort of entering this with a with chaos behind you or surrounding you that will just amplify as well like the business will become chaotic the systems will be chaotic client experience will be chaotic sounds a bit woo woo but it definitely does pan out like that well if you listen to the episode two weeks back with chris brown he he goes deep into this into all the stuff about fixing the internal chaos because that will just play out in your business and yeah it's just like a mirror i um i think the the more i see that happening the less woo woo i realize it is and the the more kind of it's just like a a law of physics <laughs> that that you your outer reality is just a reflection of your internal state yeah I think that, you know, the advice we used to get a lot was like, well, if you don't invest in yourself, you can't expect other people to invest in you. I think that matters only insofar as like how much, how much confidence you have behind why people should buy your service. Like imagine you're paying for a fitness coach that's the same price or twice the price of what you charge. You absolutely see the value in what you're doing. Like there's no, there's no doubt whatsoever. So I think there's just an example of like, if you, if you're investing in yourself personally, or if things are organized, you, you don't mind spending money to improve things. Um, you follow instructions, you're good with your training yourself. Like the, the, your ability to convince other people to do that, your ability to run a business effectively will just increase. There we go. So the three principles behind, if we were starting propane again, let us know if you have any questions and also let us know if you knew what on earth was going on with the impossible press up. Yeah. Seriously though, please, please do, do help with that. <laughs> Speak to you next Is that week. it? Is that everything? That's We're everything. We're done. Oh, internal temp. Oh no. Perfectly timed. <laughs>